93.3 and AM 560. KWTO. It's what the hell? What? I understood that reference. The latest happenings on Capitol Hill with Elijah Harshow contributor Joel Cannon on KWTO. Welcome back to KWTO. Joel, who's bundled up here in this 71 degree studio, looking very cold. But ready to talk about something hot in Washington, D.C. Yeah, well, it's freezing in here. In fact, my shirt even says always cold. <laughs> and I'm never colder than after a workout because my sweat evaporates this and is, I'm this freezing. Is a subtle reminder that she just worked out. Yeah, yeah just it was a humble, it was like, what are they called? Like a H- humble, humble brag. brag? Yeah, okay. Anyway, uh, uh, well. I'm so sore. I worked out so much today. By the way, have I sent you pictures of my deadlifts? <laughs> oh, I don't do deadlifts. But speaking of people bragging, I wouldn't be bragging if I were this administration. So today's What the Hill. Uh, the Biden administration has sent a billion dollars to Palis- in Palestinian aid. Um, since they've taken over a billion dollars. Okay. So Trump froze. We've, we've, we've always given a lot of money through the UN to the Palestinians that are like living in different parts of the Middle East. Um, and you know, back then when Trump takes over and he's like, no, we're going to quit this. And a bunch of people that do like Middle East negotiations, they thought that if we freeze aid to all the Palestinians, it would be disrespectful. But, you know, ironically, it's like as soon as Biden opens up the money and they start funneling money. I mean, we, we saw the money that went to Iran, but then a billion dollars to Palestinians. You know, Hamas starts launching all the rockets at Gaza. So uh, we'll just kind of go over a little bit of the history of the funding. But um, OpenTheBooks.com, which is a money transparency government waste watchdog website that I love put out a report that um, since 2009, we have given $3.9 billion to Palestinians across the Middle East. So all of Obama's years, Trump gets in office in 17. And the first year he's in office, you know, it's like 350 million. That's the amount that they had been doing on a regular basis. And he's like, we're putting a stop to this. So then under Trump, the next three years, there's like no money that goes. And it was a, it was a big deal. Um, everyone thought, oh, this is going to big backlash. But, um, you know, he stops the money and then Biden comes back in in 2021 and we give him 320 million in 21, uh, 365 million in 2022 and then, uh, 2023, 370 million. And then they've asked for 260 million for next year. But Congress, as you know, we're, TikTok on the uh, congressional regu- resolution and, and funding the government. Considering we are no closer to having a working, functioning U.S. House, House of Representatives. Yeah. So we don't know how much will get approved. But, um, you know, this is it's a, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars every year going to Palestinians. Complete um, 180 reversal from Trump's freeze in 2018. And it's just. Ironically, we've spent $8 billion in total to Palestinians that are living in Gaza, the West Bank, Jordan, Syria, and Lebanon since 1950. This is money that we funnel through the UN that then goes out to these individuals and different organizations, um, I mean, including the PLO. 
And I just, you know, Obama, the, in, in 2016, Obama sent 350 million and it was like the all time high is almost 400 million that we sent in one year, which is 2014. Like I said, Trump gets in office and he's like, no, we're not going to do this. He's like, we should not be spending U.S. taxpayer dollars in Hamas, sending them to the PLO and uh, the, Palestinian, the Palestinian Authority, the PA. Why would we be supporting those types of organizations? Um, so he cuts it all off. And I mean, that was like 71 years of funding those organizations. And Trump's like, no, we're not going to do it. Um, but now it's back you know biden gets in office three months later he restarts the aid an interesting quote um secretary of state anthony bilkin he even acknowledged that it's possible that the palestinians could be using the aid that we are sending them basically to restock the hamas's arsenal of of hate he says we're going to be working in partnership with the u.n and the palestinian authority to channel aid there in a manner to make sure that it does not go to that it that it gets to the right people but we and we're going to use the government of Egypt to help us with that but as we know in life there's no guarantees and essentially we can't guarantee that this money isn't going to be used to hurt the US or to hurt Israelis um I haven't seen any move I would say any move in the house, but obviously the house is like not doing anything right now. This is a relatively new report. So, you know, I haven't seen any legislators come out and say, we're going to do a bill to block this or we're not going to fund it in, in our um, Republican budget this year. But we shall see. I just felt like it was, you know, worth highlighting um, given the situation in the Middle East. The other thing that's interesting is, so Joe Biden, back on, of all days, September 11th, waives the sanctions on $6 billion that Qatar had to give to Iran. It's going to be transferred to Qatar for Iran's benefit. Do you say Qatar or Qatar? I don't know. It's, I would it's say Qatar. Qatar. So Qatar. I've heard it both ways. Really? Yeah. I've never heard, well, you, Qatar? Yeah, like the, I think the experts call it that, but yeah. I don't because no one knows. They think you're talking about price cutters. Well, Elijah so prefers the King James or... version of everything. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So here's the interesting thing: Secretary Blinken the other day had this statement about, oh well, we've talked to these people and 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 we are going to refreeze these benefits. But as of today, October whatever day we're on, seventeenth or eighteenth, eighteen. I, I, I 18. The, those those dollars are not frozen. So the six billion, which was generated by Iranian oil sales to South Korea, that Biden had the opportunity to freeze and therefore prevent Iran from using, is still unfrozen. Which means Iran is still using that money despite them helping Hamas in their attack on Israel. And so, literally, Fox News: Biden faces growing pressure to confront Iran. The smallest thing you could do is refreeze this $6 billion in assets that had been frozen under Trump, that had been frozen for the first two years of the Biden administration, and somehow, as soon as he unfreezes it, Hamas says, oh, now let's go attack Israel? I don't I don't understand how there is not commentary on this particular issue, how the Republican Party, I get it, you're too busy trying to figure out who the leader is going to be, but how they have not gone on the offense against Joe Biden 
on this particular issue. I don't know if everyone's just busy doing other stuff or or what, but it's out. I mean, it's completely outrageous, especially I mean, Senate Republicans should be not distracted by the House and should be super focused on this. Yeah. And and listen, it's a great political issue and it's just like the right thing to do. A hundred percent. And and particularly, listen, we talk all the time about uh, the the organizations and the groups that are um, that are going to support which candidate for president. A lot of the Jewish organization in the United States of America has, has traditionally been fairly defensive of the Democratic administration. Suffice the fact that Benjamin Netanyahu, maybe one of the most popular prime ministers of all time, very conservative, very close friends with Bush, with Trump. The, Dem- the, the Jewish people in America have long been supporters of the Democratic Party. I believe this represents a watershed moment for the Jewish community in the United States of America because it's quite clear that Joe Biden is is tacitly endorsing what's happening because he's refusing to freeze the money that's that that's going to Iran that is being used by the Palestinians and Hamas in this war. I think it's disgraceful, and I, I hope that the American people are paying attention to this. Which is strange if you read through Joe Biden's tweets, because a lot of his tweets lately it's been a little more of we we don't condone violence of any ta- any kind we. Hope everybody is safe. The last thing we want to do is, uh, is be involved with hurting anybody. But whenever the actual attack started happening, Biden's tweets were mostly pro Israel. I mean, it was, we stand with Israel. We're not, you know, Hamas is a terrorist organization. These attacks are like unforgivable. They're terrible. They're t- horrible tragedies. It seemed like he was on the right track, but it seems like. It seems like actions are speaking a little bit louder than words or tweets right now. A hundred percent. And and frankly, this is it's a little bit the Republicans' fault. We can't get of get out of our own way and have united leadership. And so we're allowing Biden to get away with what I believe is just a, a tragedy of epic proportions in foreign policy. Um, and all Biden does is say very strong things, but then his actions are endorsing what's happening over in Iran and, and in, in Israel. And I think it's it's a tragedy that it, A, it's happening, and B, the Republican Party has not figured out a way to attack and go on the offensive on this issue. I mean, this is an ongoing issue beyond just this, though, which is administrative power and congressional neglect, essentially. I mean... Like we just said, Trump turned it off without, he didn't get congressional approval to turn it off. He just turned it off. I mean, you know, it's not that, it's not, it's not that hard. And I don't know, you know, why there, I mean, there must have not been somebody throughout the appropriations process that put the money back in. But I mean, the administration has a ton of power because Congress and that branch have, have chosen to, walk away from the power that they have for a number of reasons. They pass very vaguely written bills and essentially just because they can't agree on anything. So they just pass it off to the administration and say, you guys write the rules. Um, so you've got huge bureaucracies run by whichever party is in power in the presidency and all their people are writing programs, grant programs, eligibility things, you know, making permit rules, waters of the U.S. Like there's a million different areas that decisions are being made by the unelected 
the unelected bureaucrats, to use a horrible cliche, but it's true, um, the federal employees that work for the administration because Congress has said, well, we can't agree on anything, so we're going to pass lousy legislation and let the administration write it. The second reason that which it's happening... Which will actually be an increase from currently, which is we can't even we come can't to the session. It's, well, it's such an embarrassment. But then the, then the other thing is, okay, so if you're going to do that, if that's the approach you're going to take, then you better do oversight. And your committees, when, you know, when you're the chairman of a committee, you better be doing real oversight when the administration steps out of line with what you wanted something to be. And like, this is a great example of this. If, you know, if, if I were an elected member of Congress right now, I'd be burning down the Senate floor until they agreed to, you know, deal with this Iran funding or cut off the Palestine. Palestine funding. It's ridiculous. I love that you say you'd burn down the Senate floor because, well, the House floor doesn't even exist You're not allowed to say that anymore anyway, but. (laughs) All right. uh, We've got the snake draft coming up, and I want to leave plenty of time for that. So, with that said, we're going to take a little break. We're going to go to um, timeout. We're going to come back. We're going to have the snake draft coming up next. We're going to pick the best duos. Should be a fun one today with Joel and Garrett in studio. We'll be right back.